I saw the movie, The Fault in Our Stars, a couple weeks ago. I did not expect anything from this movie. I did not have any information about it before. Even though my son put his name under the waiting list of San Jose Public Library for this movie, and so several weeks ago, my daughter Trinity watched it together with Hesterbrook's daughter, Michaela. It was just for God, so my son could not go, even though he really wanted to. After dinner, I sat on my comfy couch and watched the relax a little bit from the many things I have to do and prepare for next days. Since I came to this church, something that I have said often is, I'm way behind. Yes, I am not even close, closely prepared to where I am supposed to be, such as a seventh grade catechism teacher and high school the world class teacher, once a month English preacher, every Sunday Korean preacher, every Monday evening devotion at Peace Church, twice a week Korean Bible information classes teaching English as a second language for Korean. Ladies class preparer. Thanks to you again. And I wanted to be prepared to golf play, even though where is, there is less of a chance of me playing golf than having a rain in here, San Jose. <laughs> right after, I began to play movie, and I started laughing, crying, and was anxious to proclaim the truth. I am amazed by their strong love story, even though they have fatal cancer, so I cried. I was moved by their positive growth of accept, accepting, understanding the fact of what they have, why they have cancer, and from the fact, finding hope about eternity. So I left. I felt guilty of the way the movie and book treat the church and Jesus especially the church leader in the movie, was described as literal Christian, who says and uses Jesus' word without fully understanding and living it. In my heart, there was a voice saying, Paul, you wicked, lazy man. You are a preacher who has duty and authority to proclaim God's love story to the world. How could you make God's lamb sleepy? Is anybody sleeping now? Bored and drought. Don't you have the most truthful, powerful, and amazing love story for them? Yes, Christians fail to use our privilege as, a, as an already forgiven sinner. Our role to proclaim the gospel, love, and serve the unforgiving sinners in the world. The book of John, the first John, chapter 4 says, Dear friend, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is what he's saying today, Latin and English, living in charity. Well, there is love, there is God. Loving is our duty. Furthermore, we ought to love our enemies also. 
Okay, the three, four, fifth grader. Could you read that for us? Three, two, one, go. Again, I want to hear your voice. Three, two, one, go. How could you love our enemies? Well, we already know the answer. I said that love is different love from us. That love is given to us. So if we could love the enemies, means not because we are good, we are better, but because we are all are forgiven. And we are saving Christian. The true meaning of the amazing love story of Jesus Christ has faded in our lives slowly. Not because of Jesus' love story's power is changed, but because the recipient, our heart and life, has been hardened and spoiled, followed by human's innate attribute. We have a spark in us, but it is not burning well due to the lack of oxygen. Nowadays, pastors preach the word of God as a really well, professionally trained spokesman. However, what if there is a weakened mission, fashion, and zeal for the world as an only hired worker for God's kingdom? Church members hear the word of God as an already saved child of God. But what if there is faded thanksgiving and fluttering and amazement for beautiful Savior? We are already justified by the grace. So, are we done yet? Or are we there yet? No, we are not there yet. Until Jesus is written on the day of harvest, we must do our job as his hired, called by your name, workers. God is waiting patiently for the saving of more souls. While I complain about my long job description and unclear position, at the same time, my kids, our kids and people read a book and watch a movie that has a powerful message because it was made and written by a passionate person who has strong faith and philosophy, whether it's correct or not. The people who experienced it easily opened their heart to the book and movie because our kids and people might have felt that they care about my concerns, situations, and problems closely, what church does not. Apostle Lutheran Church is in the series of sermon of real people, real lives, and real, our real God. God was real with our spiritual ancestors. God is real with us who live in the most immortal world. And God will be with us on our spiritual descendant. The grace came from the gospel when we realized and recognized the fact Abraham's God, Isaac's God, and Jacob's God is your God, is my God. Yes, we are the real people who are living in the 21st century in the United States, the country who is struggling 
with the real meaning of family, controlling the proper usage of drugs, guns, and alcohol, and wisdom in biotechnology. I saw the movie, and I cried and laughed, and I've been thinking about my life again, especially as a Christian. The two main characters are cancer survivors. They are both leaning on medication, but they are not sure when their medication will stop working for them. I quote from the film's official website. It says, Hazel and Gus are two teenagers who share an acerbic wit and disdain for the conventional and a love that sweeps them on a journey. Their relationship is all the more miraculous given that Hazel's other constant companion is an oxygen tank. Gus jokes about his prosthetic leg, and they met and fell in love at a cancer support group. They met at the support group held in a local Episcopal church. The group leader is also a cancer survivor, and he finished his struggling. He asking why it happens to me. And somehow he found the answer from Jesus. So he started he, he leading the group and kept saying to the people, Don't worry, we are here for you. They sit on the chairs on the circle carpet. He moved carpet and depicting Jesus' face and invite the people to come to the literal heart of Jesus. The young man who led the cancer support group sang sad P church songs about Jesus always being there. It was indeed interesting that Jesus made a bit of a little bit of cameo over there, appearance in the film. The immaturity of misunderstanding of the relationship that was evident of this leader seems to mirror to the immature love of other people. Someone might say, Pastor Zhang, so what? Why you bring that stuff to your preaching? The writer, he's a Christian. The writer, John Green, he says he's a Christian, but he says, I'm not comfortable when somebody says, you are a Christian. He has different doctrine and practice from us. He was also chaplain in the children's hospital. I think he wanted to be a cool Christian. What is the cool Christian means, Pastor? I mean, cool Christian, even the skeptical people like that like the person, their faith. Sounds cool. I learned a new vocabulary while I'm preparing the preaching. Ambivalent. It makes sense for you all? I do not agree with the writer's perspective of religion, marriage, and Bible, and etc. But the fault in our stars in an ambivalent book for me. It helps me for realizing the meaning and the urgency of my job again, and your job again. And, and it also moves me to think about our keys, our faith, and our real life again. So that is why I wanted to say to my kids, what if I change the title name? There is no fault in our stars for God's plan. Do you have real joy? in your life as a Christian in 21st century? What is the meaning of being a Christian 
in the age of skepticism. Especially our faith in Christ seems like no more having her value or honor from the world. For the first time, the early believers were called as Christian in Antioch. Even though they were persecuted because of their faith, the general people had good ideas about them, of the Christians, their faithfully actualized life. They admired the believers' group. Why? Their faith and their life matching well. Not the hypocrite. We've been losing our honor in our society, not only because of our life does not meet the expectation of the world for a Christian, but because of the Satan's will also. It is not only the 20th century's, 21st century's problem, it happens in Jesus' age also. To whom, to what, can I compare this generation? Jesus said, they are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to others. We played the pie for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. However, this problem is not only for the non-believers, but also for believers. Since we became believers by grace, what about our actual lives in your bodies? Do you feel the power of the Holy Spirit who guide, who really want to help us be sanctified. We are like Jesus. Therefore, helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the spiritual himself, spirit himself intercedes for us through worldly scroll. Who says that? A Christian's emotional practice is bad. Did Jesus not cry at Lazarus' death? Jesus wept because when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, so Jesus was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. The meaning of the Christian's work. We just put in our time card. But actually, it's not because of my talent. The Lord gave us chance work in his ground, in his field. So punch the time card means he hired us. When I served the Korean church, I have a man. One day he come to, came to me and asked, Pastor Chung, I heard you baptized someone in the last moment of his life. He saved and he says, sometimes I'm jealous. I answer, how? He says, since I become a Christian, there's lots of things I cannot enjoy what non-believers, non-Christians enjoy. And I'm shocked. I never think about that way. As a you know, young pastor who has a confidence, he's preaching and ministry, and I'm shocked. Wow, look at that. Is the one of the Christians' reaction about the life? I asked myself, Juno, Paul, what is the meaning of life as a Christian? How do the believers lose their joy of walking in the light? A couple days later, after I meditation on the book of Matthew, chapter 20, during the early morning devotion, I found the answer 
to my question with abnormal interpretation of the passage. Yes, the landlord go to the marketplace. Let's think about it. If you go to right now, today's Sunday, maybe tomorrow, to the Home Depot, who gonna you meet? You will meet the people who are waiting for their daily work, right? Lots of workers waiting for picked by someone. Same, same situation. The landlord go to the marketplace and then he look around the people and he pick the people higher. Okay, go. Work in my vineyard. At the early in the morning and nine and then maybe noon and three and five. And verse eight says, when evening came. Okay, it's time for the payment. And then trouble starts from there. Okay, someone picked up by the early morning. They work maybe seven or eight times more than the last moment guy, right? But so the landlord paid the same wage, and they're mad. I'm going to introduce these things in different eyes. What is the meaning work in his vineyard? If we confess he is our Lord, our Savior, working in his vineyard means good. He calls our name. He gave us faith. And give us chance to living as a Christian, saved children. So, working in a vineyard is not only bad part. It's not the hard labor. It's a good part for us. It's a, a privilege. Jesus invite us like this: Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. However, his invitation requires one thing from you and me. Which is, we have to learning from him and taking his yoke. Ah, how heavy that is then he will find real rest for our souls from him. Jesus' yoke is easy and his burden is light. So there is no reason he would want to put heavy duty on us. But when he say easy and light, in the worldly perspective, we cannot understand that. It's not easy in their ways. It's easy and light. Why? Let me explain. A believer's burden-free or problem-free life is not guaranteed by him. Since the conception of the burden and easy and lie and problem are not clear. Learning from Jesus and taking his yoke could be considered as working in his vineyard. As an early cold worker. In other words, we are living as a Christian who are called hired worker in the world. Paul confessed he is a believer who is found in Christ. It's a famous verse. He says, I'm going to consider everything as a garbage that I may gain in Christ and be found in him. It's us. Since we are called and hired, I really want to you find found yourself from him. That's our common ground. Whether my mother language is Korean, your mother language is English, doesn't matter. Our common ground we are the one who found in him. 
A believer's righteousness is not his own burden. In the same idea, a believer's burden is not his own burden. That's why it's easy. But it is Jesus' burden and yoke, which is a joyful duty and privilege for the believers. Someone are called as a children of God, earlier than other people. How blessed we are. How many kids right now? It means those people have a longer chance to live in this world as a kingdom workers who could see and live and hear the master's voice and work and grace in the true joy. We are the kingdom workers who live in the light of the world, who have spiritual ears to listen to the gospel, and who have spiritual eyes to see God's grace, mercy, and glory. Let us be reassured of our acknowledgement about his world. Some people say this is the playground of God. So, it means life is good, everything will be fine, do not worry, just enjoy it. Sounds cool. However, the truth is, this world is the field waiting for the harvest. This world is a battlefield in between the soldier of God and soldier of evil. Soldier of God, we have to endure the true faith in the true faith and proclaim God's love and grace. And sons of evil who like luring lion to pull down the Christian's true faith until our king is returned on the day of the final harvest. Amount of the working time are different, but amount of paid wages are the same. The common sense in this world say, it is not fair. We better claim to the Department of Labor. We better hire the, some good guy. But, however, the landowner hired them with a clear contract on their wages. They forgot the Thanksgiving heart and joy when they were hired. Think about that. Home Depot. Somebody who waiting for their job, if they fail, their tomorrow will be trouble. And someone approached to them, okay, let's go with me. Are they have joy in them? Yes. But somehow in the last moment, when I get the money, they forgot that Thanksgiving heart. Money caused the trouble among them. God calls us by our names to give faith in Christ our Savior. God calls us by our name to hire us as his kingdom workers. God knows and cares about our situation more than anyone else. God expects us to endure the temptation of evil until the day of harvest. God asks us to love our neighbors instead of giving up on them. God prays for us for remembering his amazing love, which is fulfilled on, his, on the cross. God promises giving us eternal life. God loves us first, so we can love others. Amen.